and welcome back to season three of Old Iron Talk. Today we are talking with our special guest, Roger Johnson. He is going to tell us a little bit about how he got into the hobby, the collecting world, and some of his favorite items that he's collected throughout the years. We also wanted to highlight, we do have some books for sale on our website, oldirongarage.com, including this book right in front of me, The American Industrial Machinery. This book talks about um, all different kind of machinery from the past, including sawmills, engines, old printing machines, um, construction equipment that was used back in the day. There's some awesome, awesome pictures in there as well. To help feature this book and the information that is in it, each week we will highlight a certain item that is listed in it to show you guys a little bit of the imagery and information that you might find. If just click the link below to start browsing what books we have for sale on our site. But we are excited to talk to Roger, so let's get to chatting. So we're here today with Roger Johnson, and he's commonly known around here as Catfish, but we can get into that a little later. Roger, can you kind of give everybody a background about yourself, where you grew up, how you got into the collecting hobby, how you ended up at Almonds? Kind of let everybody know a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Scott County, uh, east of Manchester, Illinois. So I've lived there my whole life. I grew up there. I live, currently live on my where my grandparents farmed, and my dad's a lifelong farmer. And uh, even my brother, we all three live right out there still. My dad, my brother, and myself. Um, I started collecting toys when I was a kid. I mean, dad would take me to tractor pulls and things, and every year for my birthday, I'd pick up a toy. Of course, back then at the state fair, you had a lot of. Uh, the implement dealerships mm -hmm. would all set up with their toys and and display items and different things. So that's how actually I got started into it. So I started collecting toys. As far as um, I've done a lot of things. I mean, I've been a machine operator. Uh, I worked in HR at Mobile Chemical in Jacksonville, Illinois, for several years, uh, 27 to be exact. And then I was in service management for a John Deere dealership and actually in Perry, Illinois, mm -hmm. and uh, also worked in a car dealership as a service manager. And for several years, Kurt, I mean, I've consigned through Almond Auctions mm -hmm. for many years where me and I would run into Kurt at different places and he, he'd just say, hey, Roger, why don't you come to work for me? And, you know, never really give it a lot of thought because, you know, you're raising kids, you got you know different things going on and you just it's hard to make the break but i i really wish i'd have done it probably 15 years sooner but i i i'm glad i did it and i really enjoy what i do now and a great bunch of people here i work with now you've been here what five years yeah a little over five years so oh, yeah it's pretty good okay tell everybody why john deere why is that what you have an interest in well honestly I grew up with John Deere. We didn't have anything but John Deere on the farm. And to this day, my dad doesn't think there's anything but John Deere. Yeah. Um, so I grew up driving a, a bunch of old two-cylinder tractors. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I always told my dad we were about 20 years behind everybody else. He said, well, keeping up with the neighbors don't make you any money. So That's you know, true. we were small farmers. I had uh, me and my brother, uh, you know, we all drove the John Deere tractors. Mm -hmm. We had, I spent a lot of time on a 620. Uh, then we got a 730, which was a lot, little, lot smoother than the 620. But mm -hmm. those are a couple of my favorite tractors. But I can remember when we got our first 4010 diesel wide front. Mm -hmm. And man, 
in the morning, we'd have coffee first thing because my dad and my uncle farmed together and I worked with mm-hmm. my three cousins and then myself and my brother. We'd all get all those two cylinders popping all through the field. But we got that 4010 and some of my cousins got a little older and kind of away. It was me and my uh, youngest cousin from my uncle's side of the family. But we would literally, in the morning, it'd be a, a race, a race to see who could get on that 4010 first. Yeah. You know, almost knock each other over trying to get on That's it because that was like going getting on a cat. That was a big, you know? yeah, big yeah, upgrade. Yeah, a big upgrade. It's forty ten diesel, so yeah. yeah, that was. uh that's one of my favorite tracks, which we still own to this day. Do you? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, 620 still in the family. No 730s anymore, but we have a couple 60s. and So we still have two cylinders in the family, but I, looking back at it, we're still 20, 30 years behind. I mean, we got the 4760s, the okay. 4640s. We still farm with that 7720 yeah. combines. But like I said, we're small farmers. We would be hobby farmers today. Mm-hmm. We used to uh, farm the whole city block when I was a kid. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it doesn't take much to be a farmer, hobby farmer today. It's crazy how many acres people farm anymore. So. It is. So are you an original paint guy or do you like restored tractors better? I'm an original paint guy. I I like original paint tractors and I have a collection of pedal tractors. As a matter of fact, you've seen the ones mm-hmm. in my office, both original paint my favorite pedal tractor is an A, original A mm-hmm. pedal tractor. And I know a lot of people uh, like the rare coffin engine, dime store version mm-hmm. of that tractor, but I still would rather see the green and yellow paint on my tractor. And I, I just like the original, it's even got the original umbrella on it. So oh, that's, cool. that's one Very of my cool. favorite pieces. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> so I know recently started building a new shed. Is that gonna be where you kind of keep everything? Yes. Yeah, I have a I have a collection of several things. I have some memorabilia. Uh, I have signs. I uh, I collect the boy box toys. As you know, mm-hmm. I brought an example today with the tractor wagon set, and I got a farm set here. It's a bubble box set, but with the bubbles not on it, which most of them aren't. They yeah. get tore or something. But uh, as far and I like I said, signs, literature, memorabilia. I have a collection of all. I got a. Original literature rack uh, from the 19 teens. I keep a lot of my older literature in. So, yeah, I'm just in, in the process of putting together a, a barn so so I can display all my items. Okay. Now, will you collect anything John Deere, or do you have, like, a specific niche that you kind of prefer? Or what, what really catches your eye that makes you think, yeah, I want that in my collection? Well, honestly, a lot of it's just eye appeal. I mean, I've kind of migrated through my collecting years you know changed over the years because originally when I was younger I started collecting well I was collecting toys in the 80s you know I had a few toys and I kind of got completely away from that because I felt like there was a, a collector tractor for every you know for every every tractor that come out they make a collector and I just felt like they were flooding the market with yeah. those so my interest went to memorabilia and old pocket ledgers and horse drawn and I had a big collection of chromolithographs from the 1800s. So I, I had a pretty pretty good collection of those. Early trade cards, mm-hmm. uh, the pocket companions, just a lot of early literature. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I started out horse-drawn, a lot of early mm-hmm. horse-drawn. And I still have some of those items. I mean, I have an 1890 calendar of printer's proof that they made the originals off of. But uh, most of my collecting now, I've done more. I've kind of migrated over where I collect local. I try to do mm-hmm. local Illinois 
companies that are close to home where I grew up going to the dealership. Uh, for example, a lot of them aren't even open anymore. Yeah. Like Moulton's Garage. I mean, I brought in like I have a rain gauge from there. So okay. I'll pick up stuff like that. I've got uh, a thermometer from Gordon Implement, you know, so which is in Scott County, mm-hmm. uh, you know, probably 12 miles or so away from my house. But we'd go in there to get parts or, you know, yeah. anything we needed. So when I was a kid, I grew up going into those dealerships. So I have an interest, you know, I've got a pocket ledger uh, over there from Rigston okay. and, uh, I got a couple favorite items too, um, that I really, these are, they're not my most valuable items, but they are my favorite items. I've got a, uh, a 1916 furrow. Yeah, this one's actually from Murrayville, which is five miles from me, but I grew up going to Murrayville implement too. But this is, this is one from uh, Rigston, the Hunter okay. Funk one. And what so, was the furrow? Um, the furrow is, it was a magazine that John Deere put out every, every month, every quarter, you know, for farmers to read. And uh, I'm not sure if they even do that anymore, to be honest with you. I don't know if they do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think sure so many things have gone electronic mm-hmm. now. But, but yeah, like that furrow right there is from 1916. That's cool. Yeah, thank you. And that was... Uh, and I actually framed it. It was from uh, Heaton Brothers in Manchester, Illinois, which you can't find anything from Manchester. Were they Illinois. open in your lifetime? They were as a hardware store. Uh, they had a few wagons and implements and stuff, but years ago, I guess, you know, they, everybody, hardware stores sold yeah. walking plows, mm-hmm. wagons, you know, just different different things like that. And I actually have a pocket ledger. I think I have two pocket ledgers okay. from Manchester in that furrow, but those are some of my favorite, they are my favorite pieces. And, and then, like I said, I've got one from Murrayville, which is another local dealership yeah. that I went to. Uh, Baker Implement, Murrayville Implement, and then Hall Brothers in Jacksonville was another one. These were cardboard signs they had out. Actually, if I see one, I buy it. I think I've got three or four of the same one of these. They're neat and they're hard to come by. Yeah. So what's the trick to finding local stuff? Where do you find a lot of the local I'll tell you what, it's it's a lot of, I mean, it's just a lot of work and being in the right place at the right time. Um, You know, I, I have people that get used to you buying the stuff and mm-hmm. you can call them pickers call them whatever you want you know but they would find me stuff hey i, I found some yeah they'd say hey i got a and they know i collect john deere mm-hmm. and i've collected it for basically my whole life you okay. know so i got into memorabilia like i said in the early 90s so um you know i say hey i got a pocket ledger you need to look at or i got mm-hmm. this thermometer you need to look at so i i kind of focus on that it kind of feeds you know people yeah. get the word gets out and I've stayed local, you know, I, I can see where if I went to another part of the state, you know, yes. people aren't going to all find me stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that goes with my collection. So. Have you found anything like really unique at an antique mall before? Oh, yeah. 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 I, and I tell you what, uh, that has become much harder to do. Yeah. Uh, occasionally at flea markets I've mm-hmm. found stuff. But uh, it's not what it used to be. I can remember the, the best hit I ever made. I was a pretty young kid, you know, at the time. And I was in the South Jacksonville Antique Mall. And I went in there and they had these four pocket ledgers. They were old, early ones from Hall Brothers in Jacksonville. And they were, they were $7 a piece. I remember that. That's crazy. So I get them and I bring them home and I put them in this little case, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. And then I had a buddy that also collected at the time. He's passed on since. But um, I took him down to the 
coffee shop in the morning for coffee and I show, hey man, look what I found, you know, and all this. He goes, oh no, you want to sell those? I said, no, I don't sell them. I just got them, you know. Of course, I'm a young kid trying to get by. Uh -huh. And uh, so he said, how much you want for them? I said, not for sale. He said, would you take $1,000 cash for them? And he got my attention because I'm young. Well, and, yeah. and I, so I said, yeah, I guess I would sell them for that. I'll oh, look for some more. <laughs> so anyway, that was that was kind of the... But, you know, like I said, I've had a passion for it my whole, my whole yeah. life. Grew up with it. My grandfather was a farmer. Our whole family's lifelong farmers. I don't get to spend the time I used to farming right. because uh, my brother has taken a lot of the roles. My dad, he actually farmed until he was 85. Yeah, And he just amazing. turned 88, so. That's amazing. Yeah, so he was out there. He was still climbing around yeah. even after a few tumbles and breaking ribs on corn stalks falling off the truck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hard to keep him down, though. Them old farmers it are is. pretty tough. They are. But uh, he slowed down a lot, you know, yeah. in the last few years. But my brother's kind of picked up, and my cousin, okay. they kind of help each other out now and and i get out there when i can and help out drive the truck and different things yeah. for them during harvest or whatever i can do to keep that's them good rolling. though that's awesome that it's stayed in your family yeah it is that's i mean it's, it's we're pretty rooted and mm -hmm. you know that's just a part of life to me mm -hmm. oh that's yeah. awesome okay what's one item that you've came across that you didn't buy but you wish you would have well, when I was just talking about South Jacksonville Antique Mall, mm -hmm. and uh, there was a nice rain gauge in there. It was well, it was similar to this one right okay. here. It's uh, from Oriana with the four-legged deer on it. Uh, only this one is quality of farm equipment, which I've got another one at home that just has the four-legged deer on it. Okay. But uh, that one's actually from Oriana, Illinois, which isn't too far from here. It's over by Decatur. Oh, okay. But uh, I found one uh, rain gauge with just the four-legged deer logo mm -hmm. and at a whole it was from Hall implement in that South Jacksonville antique mall and it was $35 and I was like man I had to think about that because you know back in the early 90s that was a lot of money to me yeah. had two kids and trying to get by and everything so so I, I passed it up and man it just ate me up I was like I got to go back and get that so I go back the next day and I walk and I was like where's it at you know and, and when I got there I was like you had a rain gauge? I went in front uh -oh. of it. They're sitting over there. Yeah, that sold yesterday. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. So I was not happy about that. But, you know, you, I've passed up on a lot of stuff, but it's just different points in your mm -hmm. life, you know. You buy, you buy what you can afford and buy what you enjoy. Mm -hmm. Collect what you like because if you're stuck with it, you're, you're fine, you yeah. know. You don't, you don't buy it to me for investment this is just me personally yeah. uh you buy what you like yes i get that so i mean if it if it gains value which normally it does I was say, most of the stuff probably will it does i mean like like this rain gauge now and you know people take whatever but that mm -hmm. thing would probably be in the 500 dollars range now okay. you know because just i mean that's new old stock uh, but you know back Back in the day, like I said, I passed it up for $35. Yeah. But, I, you know, getting back to that story, I actually found that same rain gauge. A guy had his auction, and believe it or not, it was many years ago. It was back in the 90s. He had a whole, whole implement in whole Illinois wow. rain gauge. It, it showed up on his auction, and believe it or not, I bought it for 20 bucks. Dang. 
Say still $15. Have it to this day. Yeah, so I still have it to this day, too. So, oh, look at you go. But, yeah. <laughs> so I collect, like I said, mostly all uh, local stuff's mm-hmm. kind of a focus. Uh, boy box toys, toys from the 60s when I grew up playing with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. You know, so. When you were a kid, what was your dream toy that you wanted? I always liked the the 4010 pedal tractors, you okay. know, so um, my brother had one and uh, I kind of get to use it when he wasn't playing with mm-hmm. it, you know, but I never did get one. We always had to share. Oh, so. man. But when, when he quit playing with us so much, I, I started thinking, you know, I, we always went to tractor pulls and mm-hmm. stuff. So I'd start decorating the shifter up on it and stuff That's and funny. messing with it and all that. And I actually restored it back in the 80s yeah. and give it back to my brother. So. Oh, that's cool. I so, bet he appreciated that. Yeah. And I uh, actually pulled my uh, cousins. They had a D60, DT63 4020, which was the okay. first year they come out. They made that casting two years. And... Uh, they had one out out on the junk pile, on the top of the junk pile, and I see it out there. And I, of course, I was in the eighties. I was getting mm-hmm. into those toys, and I asked my uncle. I said, "Hey, I don't think you care if I grab that off your junkyard or off your pile out there." And uh, he goes, "Oh, go ahead. You can have it. I don't <laughs> care." So I took it home and put new wheels, painted it all up, yeah. put decals, and it was really sharp. And and I gave it to my daughter. Oh, okay. Well, then lo and behold, my cousin finds a picture of himself on that when they got it for Christmas yeah. back years ago, That's and he cool. showed me that picture. And, That's uh, very cool. So he, full he's, circle. But yeah, it, it goes full circle. And like yeah. I said, you you just treat people right, treat people how you want to be treated, and treat them fair, you know, when you're buying stuff. and can't go wrong collecting yeah. there's so many good people in the hobby there is yes i really enjoy the customers here at almonds i enjoy classic green mm-hmm. you know you go into just green is a lot of fun it is fun and just everybody's so genuine and, mm-hmm. and you know it's just a good group of people and, and their model's great you know it's yes. all about the people and it really is all of this is i mean we're just basically caretakers for future generations yep. same way with farm ground or anything else you yep. do in life all right, Roger. So I know a lot of people here, including Josh, think you have the coolest office around. Can you tell us a little bit about what you have in your office here? Well, I wouldn't say I have the coolest office. Kurt's got that. Well, you know, yeah. He's, he's got the coolest office. He is office. the boss man. Yeah, so. <laughs> he is. But he, he does. But I appreciate that, you know, and everybody. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got like, Argentina toys in there. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, – these actually sit in my office. Yeah. I've got a couple of pedal tractors. I've got a Dane corn sheller, which is yeah, very corn, hard corn, corn sheller to find. Yep, and I actually cool. have a Dane lithograph for the uh, double geared mill that sits right above mm-hmm. that as well. I've got an old decal from the early decal, window decal for a John Deere dealership that's framed mm-hmm. um, in there. So uh, other toys I've just picked up here and there, some Vindex. Uh, of course, I have a lot of stuff at home too that I yeah. keep in my office at home, at home but yeah. yeah so and like i said i got a lot of signage at home and i got a few signs in my office yeah. uh, i got the one that's pretty cool is the um it's the power steering sign that one is very cool yeah, yeah. we're mounted on the steering wheel when they come out with that yeah. 53 on the uh, john deere 60s stuff so and i got a german lance sign in there original one porcelain you see a lot of reproductions but you don't see a lot of original how'd you find that one I actually come from the Netherlands, okay. uh, 
friend of mine. Well, you you probably know him. You know Mart Martin Vanderzand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he actually found that for me and okay. was kind enough to sell it to me. So very cool. That, that's how I attained that. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, I mean just. This stuff here and there I picked up that I kind of put in there just to kind of... Okay, I got to get the opinion of, like, female perspective. What does your wife think about all the things you collect? Well, I think she appreciates it. Mm -hmm. She really does, and she, she, she likes that I like it. So she doesn't have any problems for it. Her interest is nothing like mine. Yeah. Which is funny because she grew up in a little town in Murrayville, which is five miles away from us. And her dad's a farmer too. He worked at the power company until he was in his 40s, retired from mm -hmm. there, which actually my brother went to work at the power company after yeah. that. So, but it, then he started in farming. So she's grew up around farming too. And actually, okay. uh, they farm with IH, which is uh, when my kids were little, like Dalton, we'd have Christmas. It was it was a little competitive because he'd That's go funny. to one grandparent's house and he'd get a John Deere yeah. combine. He'd go to their house, he'd get an international combine. And I'd kind of, Push that international <laughs> away, <laughs> yeah, away. But which is okay, you know. I've grown to appreciate yeah. them all. They all, they're all really neat stuff. And and the more I'm in this job, the more I appreciate international Minneapolis Oliver. It's all cool stuff. But you're still a little biased. I'm very biased. So, <laughs> but you know, it's that's that's just me. It is, yep. If it uh, nothing runs like a deer, like I've said before, that is what they say. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a snowmobile slogan. Yeah. That's where it started out in the 70s there. All right. Let's finish up by talking a little more about the stuff you have here. And then you've got a couple items we haven't touched on, on yet. Okay. Um, so where is this oil can from? Well, that's actually, <laughs> believe it or not, I found that in an antique mall not very long ago, okay. about a year year ago in uh, Dyersville, Iowa. Oh, it's really? Little, yeah. It's a little hmm. antique mall right there off 20. And I was in there, and I looked, I said, man, that thing's mint. That is nice. That, uh, okay. And then I, I asked people to get out of the case, can I take a look at that? So I get it out of there, and I scroll around. I said, Arnsville Implement, yeah. Arnsville, Illinois. And I, I was like, "That? how did that, you know, you, it's just weird how stuff migrates away. It and, is. And uh, I pulled that out, and I was like, well, that had a decent price on it, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm like, but I could, I didn't even really think about it. I was like, yeah, I got to have that. got to have that So, one. you know, because that's local. I mean, you you were actually up there with me when we did that mm -hmm. little uh, Alice Chalmers sale up there yeah. for Daryl Beard yep. for Beard Implement. You yeah, remember that? not too so, far away. Yeah, you helped me out with that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, no, I grabbed that right up. And I actually have a thermometer at home from Arnsville too. Oh, really? That's yeah, cool. I have quite a few local things. That's just always kind of been my thing yeah. I've got. Shop coats. I've got a, okay. a shop shirt from Murrayville Implement, and you know, which, like I said, it's five miles away. I grew mm -hmm. up going there too. I can remember winning a toy there at John Deere. Really? Day. Yeah. That's cool. When they come out with the Generation Two tractors, um, it was like '73, okay. and they they had the new Gen ones, and I got a new one. Of course, got rid of the box. Mm -hmm. and, you know, back then I didn't know any better. Silly, silly old, kids. So, you know, <laughs> so. But I remember winning that at John Deere Day, and I always enjoyed John yeah. Deere Days. They were a lot of fun going and watching the movies. And I was going to say, yeah, my um, dad's talked about that, and then Hunter's grandpa's actually talked about how he went to school in the Comus, and they used to let him out. I can't remember if it was every month, but they'd go to the movie theater in the Comus to watch yeah, the movie that John Deere put on. Yeah. So I, cool. I tell you, getting back to the Comus, it was, uh, oh, I think it was Pan... 
JW Pan with mm-hmm. implement or something years and years ago. Well, I was talking to a guy at Gathering in the Green. He said, uh, you know, you collect watch fobs and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I said, yeah. He said, well, I got a old watch fob. I said, okay. He said, it's from St. Louis, John Deere Plow Company in St. Louis. And it's the, the spear-shaped shield. It's pretty, yeah. pretty sharp, but it's a cool logo and very hard to find stuff out of St. Louis anyway. But uh, he, he brings it and... Um, he says, well, you interested in it? I said, well, I am. But I said, I know it's not going to be cheap. And obviously, uh, we got the deal done. I ended up with it. When I looked at the back, though, I was like, i, I got to have this. It said J.W. Panwith or something like that. I can't remember at this time. Nokomis, Illinois. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, you know, I, I was really glad to get that fob. Yeah. Really cool, rare fob. But, again... I was the one to have it, so mm-hmm. Kurt's got it now. Oh, okay. Makes sense. So he likes Nakoma stuff. Yeah. He's kind of like I am when it comes yeah. to that, and we've always hit it off with stuff like that. So we did some trading, and he ended up with it, and that's he still got it today. So oh, cool. Yeah, cool. so that's just the kind of stuff. It's fun collecting mm-hmm. and finding stuff for other people that, mm-hmm. you know, that they like. So Yeah, no, it definitely is. Okay. Um, are both of these from the same place or are they different? Actually, they're not. Uh, one, one. actually, I worked a little bit there. One's from Gordon Implement in Rigston, which is the thermometer and one of the pocket ledgers. Okay. But uh, then the other one's from Perry Farm Equipment in Perry, Illinois, uh, which I did my training in Rigston when I was working in service management okay. for John Deere. And ultimately, I landed over in Perry. Uh, not the same dealership at that time. It was Aaron's and all uh, in Rigston and Perry. So then That's I worked for them for, I don't know, four, four or five years okay. doing that. So, um, like I said, it's a... Uh, uh, I've got a few items. I think that's Perry Farm. Oh, so, again, like I'd pick up stuff from local places. That, and we used to go over there, too. I can remember. Did you? Yeah, I think it was Cato and Son. We went over there. We had a, just a nice 4320 bot. And me and Dad went over there and check it out, mm-hmm. you know, and see, um, go look at it. And, and we said we'd take it. We got over there. I guess there was some conflicting differences with two people or two salesmen were selling it. By the time we got over there, it was already gone. And, yeah. You know, so that was that was one of those deals where you're like, up, and then you're like, oh, man. You know, yeah. to have that tractor today, the 4320, which is, that is one of my favorite tractors, okay. too, the 4320. We've never actually owned one, but I, I really? still like them. Still, you know? yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be one of, you know, if I ever yeah. had the opportunity. But they've gotten... They're pricey. Yeah, so, yeah. things have, yeah, definitely yeah, especially a little nice pricey, one. yes. Yeah. Okay, so what's one thing left on your bucket list that you would like to try and find and buy one day? Well, I've, I've knocked a couple of them off. Have you? Not. Yeah, that A-pedal tractor was one. Yeah. But there is uh, there actually is one thing. Uh, there was one thing that made it full circle a, a long time ago that I, I ended up with a, a chromolithograph that I'd chased okay. for over 30 years. Yeah. And uh, it was funny when I got it, it, on the back it said, sell to Roger Johnson. That is funny. And I ended up with yeah, it, which, you know, cool. was a, a fortunate deal. But I guess the one thing I'm looking for that I'm missing, uh, like I said, I collect the boy box toys. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I would like to have the deluxe farm set, the boy okay. box farm that set. That would be very cool to have, yes. Yeah, so that's just, and I got this one, and you know, I'm not not sad because this is this is nice too. Yeah. But uh, I would, if I could ever get one of those, I'd like to have it, but I'm not sure that I'll want to shell out the money. I'll have to pay for it. Cause, you might one day. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But, you don't but, know. Uh, it's, it's may not be as high on my priority list as it once was. That's you know? true. So as you get older, things kind of change sometimes, yeah. you know, what you're willing to shell out. So That's fair. Okay. As we wrap up, what is one piece of advice you have gotten from being a part of the hobby or something that like a piece of advice that someone in the hobby has given you? Well, and I kind of hit on it a little bit earlier. It was that Dale Lenz was a, you know, I had some really good mentors in the hobby mm -hmm. when I was young. And I listened and I pay attention and I did shows with them and things. I would uh, set up at shows with different people. But Dale Lenz, Dave Schnockenberg, and Henry Schlotzka were three guys in the hobby that I learned a lot from. You know, Dave and Henry on... Um, they were on early yeah. horse drawn. They knew lithography. And as you know, I ended up uh, here at Almonds. We, we sold the Dave mm -hmm. Schnockenberg collection, which was really impressive. Some yes. nice lithographs and things like that. Um, Dale gave me the, probably the most good advice out of everybody. And like I hit on early, he said, collect what you like. Mm -hmm. and, and again, and, and don't pay more than you can afford to pay for yeah. something. You know, because if you can, it's easy to get caught up in stuff. And, and he just said, collect what you like. And then if you have it for a lifetime, you'll always be happy with it. So, yeah. so I've tried to stick with that. And the probably the best thing I can tell most people, and I know it's not possible for everybody, mm -hmm. but collect quality over quantity. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the way I look at stuff. Yeah. But, that's know. fair. Some, yeah. yeah. Nope. That 100%. Both of those are very true. I know some people that will collect quantity over quality because it's what they can afford. Well, we, we witnessed some of that. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think if, if you can afford it, and I always looked at it was like, I got to the point in my collecting career where it was really hard to find something that, mm -hmm. you know, really tripped my trigger. So I was always happy. I said, if I can get two or three good pieces in a year, you know, good pieces, yeah. then I would be happy, you know. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't be anyway, but, you know, if I come across two or three good things in a year's time, I figured like it was, you know, mm -hmm. I was to that level where, you know, that I would be happy with that, yeah. you know, so. No, I don't disagree. Well, if you ever get your shed done in full, you'll have to give us a tour of it. I definitely will. I've got an old uh, wagon that come from Hall Brothers. Okay. It's got stenciled on there. It says Hall Brothers Jacksonville. It's an old John Deere Triumph. I've got several. Uh, signs out of Hall Brothers in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. I've got a, a big, it's three by nine or something like that. And I've got a, the four-legged deer and the quality farm mm -hmm. that we can go under it. And I've got just a bunch of signs, local signs too. Oh, yeah. Like It'll look display. very cool when you get it done. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I bet. I'll get there one of these days. Yep, you'll get there. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Roger. No problem. Thanks for having me yep. on. Again, we'd like to thank Roger for joining us today. He has a pretty awesome collection so far, and we can't wait to see what else he adds along the way. Hopefully one day we can do a Show Me Your Shed version with Roger as well. We encourage everyone to join us on oldirongarage.com. If you have an interest in being featured in one of our episodes, please give us an email at info at oldirongarage.com. 
We also encourage you to submit your collection photos to info at oldirongarage.com to be featured at the end of our episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.